like a fetish club for your ears. Grab a hot drink and turn down the lights. Coming across the airwaves and into bedrooms everywhere, BDSM United is bringing you non-violent, consensual, kink education. This isn't for the kiddos or for the cookie-cutter conservative vanilla prunes. We'll be talking bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, and more today on this BDSM United podcast. I'm Primo Piggy. Thank you for joining me today for another episode in our Types of Play uh, podcast series. Today we're talking about plugs, dildos, and vibrators. Now, plugs, dildos, and vibrators, they come in a variety of shapes and sizes, different materials, and different colors. Uh, these toys can be a lot of fun to use and they can be used in many different ways. These toys are often insertable in the body. Now, they should be smooth with no rough or sharp edges. Uh, size becomes very important as well. Too large can cause serious damage to internal tissues. For instance, an overly long dildo will damage the cervix if it's used vaginally. This can cause hemorrhaging and even uh, can even make somebody sterile in some cases. Overly large dildos or plugs used during anal can cause tearing and scarring of the rectum. Uh, too long, too pointed, too hard, too rough, or otherwise too unsmooth surfaces can perforate the rectum or tear the tissues in the vagina. Items should have rounded tips, not points, to prevent perforating the tissues they'll come in contact with. I'm Primal Piggy. This is just some of the safety in this episode. Um, you can find me on Facebook at The Primal Piggy, all one word. You can also find me at Whips, Chains, and Duct Tape, a rather large Facebook page, about 120,000 followers. You can find that on Facebook at WCDT BDSM. You can find us on the web at www.bdsmunited.com. So, um, butt plugs and Butt plugs and, uh, let's see, dildos. Let's see here. Uh, let's see, dildos. So, and uh, vibrators. Pulling things from my R collection here. Let's see. Have another one here. Here's one. They're, uh, they're the topic of today's podcast. Um, as with other types of toys and devices, we don't recommend using DIY or homemade items, especially for beginners. You already probably don't know a lot about safety and your technique is, is often underdeveloped. It's okay, we all start somewhere, but begin with tools and toys that are designed for BDSM and or sex play. They'll typically be made of body-safe materials, and they're widely available, and often they're really low-cost. Expensive stuff does exist, but leave those things for people who know what they like and know how to use it. You'll eventually get there, and you can upgrade your toy chest at that time. Specifically for butt plugs, the, the length should not exceed about 6 inches for most people. The width should not exceed 2 inches around. That's, uh, this one's a little large right here. This would not be something that you would start with, but I picked the large one so that it makes it easier to see on the camera. Uh, as with this one as well. The uh, 
you know, the size of this one is, this is the largest in a dilator set, uh, in this dilator set. Uh, again, I wouldn't recommend, you don't start with this one, but, uh, you know, I picked the largest one so that you could see it on the camera. Um, a dildo in vibrator should probably be no longer than about eight inches by two inches. Although many can and do enjoy larger or smaller versions, it's a matter of personal preference and comfort. Uh, this is a rather large dildo here, but it's not really girthy around. It's not really girthy around. Um, uh, and then, again, this one right here, this is a, a really small dildo. This is actually meant for anal use here, and so it's really small and skinny and uh, very flexible. And uh, again, matters of personal preference and matters of comfort. You want the kink to be fun for everybody or it's not kink. That's what we always say. And so you, you want people to be comfortable. Now, when using a dildo, a plug, or a vibrator, lubrication is often important. Many of the materials these items are made of are porous and will absorb lubrication, causing uncomfortable friction and abrasion of the tissues they come in contact with. Silicone, rubber, latex are examples. This abrasion can cause bleeding and scarring. If you're unsure what it's made of, always use water-based lube with these items as, as those which are oil or petroleum-based lubricants can break down the materials of some of these items uh, that they're made of. If you're going to use one of these items on more than one person, it's a good idea to cover the item with a few condoms. Remember, one condom, or sorry, you remove one condom, leaving the toy covered in a new condom before using the toy on the next person. This can decrease the chances of fluid bonding, if that's important to you to be cautious of. Uh, toys which will be worn for an extended period of time should be flexible and soft. Rigid or hard items can damage the person wearing them if left in for too long. Uh, an example of this is um, having somebody uh, having somebody with a butt plug, uh, making sure that you don't use them. They, they come in a metal variety. You wouldn't want to put a metal butt plug in somebody that's going to have to wear it for a long period of time. You'd want a more softer, uh, more silicone-type material. Um, many like to have their submissives wear butt plugs or dildos for extended periods of time. A rigid or a hard plug will became, it'll become painful after a little while. Uh, they don't have any give. They don't bend with the movements of the body. This can, can, it can create internal bruising, bleeding, or other types of tissue damage. These items may require some kind of belt or panties to hold them in place as the body will try to expel the toy. Now, butt plugs, they have a thinner area right before the base flares out. Right here. So you can see the base flares out on this one that I'm holding. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, you may want to check us out on YouTube. You can search and find me by searching Primal Piggy. And the name of this episode, it'll be the same on YouTube as it is uh, on your favorite podcast platform. Um, butt plugs, they have a thinner area right before the base flares out. This thinner area allows the sphincter muscles to close tight around it, while the flared base prevents the plug from traveling up into the body and becoming lost. This can, and it does happen. Uh, it does happen. Oftentimes, it requires medical intervention to remove it, which you know can be embarrassing, but 
you know, don't be embarrassed about it. You know, medical professionals deal with a lot of different things. And so you were trying to have fun. You were trying to experiment with kink. If something goes wrong, just, you know, you're, you're a kinky motherfucker and you like it. And so, uh, you know, don't be ashamed of yourself. Uh, this can happen with dildos as well. Uh, something like a belt or a harness which attaches to the base of the dildo or the plug can prevent this from happening and allow for easy removal. If the belt comes off, it'll take the dildo or the plug with it if they're attached securely. Always check to ensure the items are, that are attached securely before you insert them. For ease or removal, it's a good idea to grasp the base of the plug or the dildo to keep the item from coming out too fast or not coming out at all. You definitely don't want to pull a large butt plug like this out of somebody really fast. You want to give the you want to give the area it's going to be a lot more comfortable not to pull it in and out really fast. Uh, remember, a lot of times you're this is larger than a probably larger than your penis is, and so it's definitely gonna uh, you know be a little more uncomfortable if you're trying to thrust it in and out. Vibrating items have a few specific things to watch out for. If it isn't rechargeable, always check the battery compartment or cord for damage, wear and tear, or other signs of problems. This little red one I have has a has a battery compartment and, and uh, let's see, we can open it up. We can check the batteries in there and uh, we can check it and make sure it is working correctly. Um, if there's corrosion in the battery compartment, don't use the item. And if the cord is kinked, split, worn, or otherwise damaged, don't use that item either. This other one I have as a cord that plugs in the wall. You want to definitely make sure that this is this cord isn't frayed or split in any way because no one is looking for that type of electric shock. Um if uh if the cord is loose from the item itself, don't use it. You're dealing with electricity here and uh an unexpected shock of this type is not fun and can you know, can cause burns or can cause serious uh, injury, can make somebody's heart stop even. Um, also, brighter, vibrators will heat up, and that happens with these magic wands. Uh, they'll, they'll heat up, you know, they're plugged into the wall, and they'll, they'll get hot. So become, you know, so keep an eye, uh, keep a, uh, you know, keep an eye on them. Uh, if the vibrator heats up, uh, it can cause burns. They can become uncomfortably hot. You're using this near a pussy, and it, you know that kind of heat is not passionate. It's not fun. Uh, if the vibrator heats up, you stop using it and you let it cool down. Switch to a different toy. Uh, vibrators which plug in they heat up faster than those that use batteries. Uh, metal vibrators and plastic vibrators heat up faster as well. Rubber latex or silicone ones take longer to heat up to an uncomfortable level. And uh, this one right here, I like this magic wand because the tip of it is it's a little, it's kind of a hard, but the, the other, the traditional Hitachi is real spongy, and this is made out of silicone. That's why this is the Master Series Thunder Stick, and it is the one that I recommend if you're going to get any kind of wand 
because it uh, it has variable levels. It has a, a click on and off, but it clicks and then it's adjustable from like zero to infinity is what it feels like. And so and things like vibrating eggs, they're usually attached by very thin cords. These cords can become separated from the egg, making retrieval very difficult. To prevent this, the egg can be placed inside a condom, which is tied at the base of the egg, or the extra length of the condom can be left outside of the vagina for easy removal. Use the condom to remove the egg instead of the cord itself. Uh, many of these items come in versions that have bumps or fringe or other not-so-smooth extras on the surface. These extras should be soft, not hard or rough. And the ones with fringe or like faux fur, thinking of like a, a butt plug with a tail on it, um, you got to check to ensure that the fringe doesn't come off easily um, and that the edges are not sharp and the material is soft. Now, all toys should be cleaned properly as soon as possible after use and stored carefully so they'll be ready for the next use. And while you can clean most of them with mild soap and water, a toy cleaner solution is a good idea. You've invested a lot in a toy. A care for it and so it lasts longer and it remains safe to use. Some toys will melt into other toys if, the, if they're stored touching. So putting them in a sock can help prevent this. Uh, thank you for listening today to this uh, BDSM United podcast uh, where we talked about dildos and we talked about butt plugs and we talked about my favorite magic wands and other types of vibrators. I'm Primal Piggy. You can find me on Facebook at The Primal Piggy, all one word, or again at Whips, Chains, and Duct Tape at WCDT BDSM. Uh, if you're listening on your favorite platform, be sure to leave a like, a subscribe, a review perhaps. It helps you connect with us, and it also helps others connect with this podcast to find out this information. A lot of people know uh, and have used and even have a butt plug or a, or a, or a dildo in their collection. Um, but a lot of people don't know the safety that's involved. And as a part of BDSM, we like to participate in the motto rack, risk aware, consensual kink. So we like to talk about things such as the risks involved and, and uh, how to obtain consent and what are people's limits and boundaries. And we like to talk about ways to do things that are comfortable and fun for everybody involved, which is kink. Uh, thank you for listening today. And, uh, you know, listen again. Look at the podcast archive and find a lot of uh, other different types of series that were running right at the same time. And Go back. We we have over probably over a hundred episodes now, and so well, that's a lot of podcasts. That's a lot of educational material. So follow us and subscribe uh, for what's new, and check out what we've already recorded. Thank you very much for listening. Before you go, head on over and visit our friend Nookie at datingkinky.com. She's been a longtime supporter and friend of whips, chains, and duct tape, and she's built a very inclusive service that is Dating Kinky. Built by kinksters for kinksters, 
poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla, and it's free. But also check out a Plus membership. It gives you access to nine books, three online classes, and over 250 webinar replays. That's nearly 400 hours of kinky education. Plus membership is an amazing deal. You also get access to amazing features like voice and video chat. That's datingkinky.com.